Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. And today we are doing another one of our episodes where we rank the films from the Walt Disney Studios, the various branches and arms of Walt Disney. And we are now at the year 2011. Uh, so we've done over a decade of these rankings. I'll put a link in the description to the playlist of all the different ones that we've done from 20, from 2021, all the way to now this one will be in there. Uh, so a whole decade of watching all of the movies from Walt Disney and Made Studios. I mean, what have, we take, Studios. what have we taken on Rachel? I don't know. <laughs> Whose idea was this? I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm so... I'm so appreciative that you're, you know, you're on this journey. <laughs> this, you know, you, you come across a year like this one, and sure, there were some good movies, but there were so many bad ones. You just thought, what in the world was happening here? This was pretty rough, but I think kind of the joy of doing this sort of project is it does get you to watch things that you would never oh, watch exactly. before, and you yeah. find things that surprise you. And we certainly, yes. I certainly did. Oh, this, I did too. Uh, I did too, for sure. This this going around. So I'm excited. There's 20 movies that we're going to cover. Yes, we're um, leaving off Fright Night, and which is mm-hmm. which is very kind of you. Thank you, because <laughs> you know it's a this Fright Night was a remake. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've, I've actually heard pretty good things about it. Uh, my followers on Letterbox pretty much all have a give give a pretty good scores. I mean, it has uh, okay. a, it has a good cast. I just didn't have time and you know it's not really my favorite yeah since, and since you weren't into it i was so, like we can skip that one yeah, but we just skip that but, but yeah i mean has anton yelchin who i love uh, it was taken too soon it's got colin farrell tony collette david Tennant. Uh, so it's got a great cast yeah uh, and uh, so if you've seen it and you want to tell us your ranking if you're listening oh absolutely well, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it for sure for sure all right, so we have 20 films. We have films that are animated films. We have our, we have Stanford's favorite, the Disney nature films. <laughs> We've got DCOMs and Marvel and uh, Muppets. It's, it's a little bit of everything this yeah, year. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, what do you have at number 20? Number 20, I've got Mars Needs Moms. Yeah. Which not only is the worst film of that year, but also just one of the worst films. It's so horrible. And I just don't even know how the thing got greenlit and how they even how they even made it. It's just it's just the worst. Yeah, it's yeah, I I did a video a while back of my bottom uh, bottom 15, I think, uh, animated films of all time. And uh, Mars Needs Moms has a spot in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, in that yeah, list. It's and so bad. So do you have it at, tw- at the bottom too, Rach? Yes, I also have it okay. at 20. I would rather watch any of these movies several times than watch Mars Needs Moms. Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's really, there's no, because at least like something like the, the Sweet Life, which I have next, but something like that, it, it's like for its fans and it has fans. People who watch the show probably enjoy it. This is just for nobody. It's terrible. I mean, and I am a defender of a lot of these motion capture movies. We've talked about that before. I yeah. like the Christmas Carol. I like Polar Express. I, I like Tintin. This is just, it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks, it's, it looks awful. brown and gray and mm-hmm. really unpleasant. There's no sense of majesty about being in space or anything like that that you might have in other science science fiction films yeah the pacing is terrible it's really slow it uh i don't even like i don't like the voice work particularly well i, I mean and just the whole i don't concept. like any of the voice work yeah the whole concept that we're going to be that you're going to make a movie for kids about aliens stealing moms like oh. that's upsetting it's the whole thing's upsetting and yeah <laughs> and then they and then they suck their brains or whatever and then and then you know just disintegrate the bodies it's just it's so horrible and the martians look awful and and again you know i mean i hate motion capture unless they can the only motion capture that i thought was barely tolerable was was avatar because they were they weren't necessarily human you know they were like the the blue the blue creatures i thought all of the motion capture characters in this looked awful john cusack's character and then the little yeah. boy and yeah, then also terrible. the other the adult the other the adult uh man that the little boy finds you know horrible anyway just yeah 
it's yeah. just unpleasant in Oof. every way. Oof and nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you have at 19? And so this is tricky because I kind of have like five, like bottom five that are almost all equal. Although Mars needs moms is definitely the worst. I have Nomeo and Juliet at, at 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, 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 it's not that much higher for me. Yeah. I have the sweet life. Yeah. Next. See, I have that. I have that at 18, in which fairness, is, yeah, might as well have been 19 or 20. Yeah, I mean, horrible. in fairness, I didn't really finish it. I was just be grateful. I mean, holy cow. I was just like this whole, when it went all sci-fi and found the two, I'm sorry, uh, sweet life fans, but I found them to be kind of obnoxious I mean, I've seen Brenda's song and other things that I've liked. I've seen, actually, I've seen Cole Sprouse and other things that I've liked, you know, as an adult, he's in, I think, don't, don't correct me on this, but I think he's actually in, maybe it wasn't Oppenheimer. It's one of the, some, I just remember hearing recently that he announcing for some big project. I was thinking it was Oppenheimer, but maybe it's not. But anyway, everybody's been announced for that movie. <laughs> right. But There's I've so seen many, him do yeah. good work before. Debbie Ryan, I've actually seen some good stuff from. I liked her. I've liked her in some stuff. So it's got like a decent cast. I'm sure if you love the show, I'm sure that you can get more enjoyment out of this than yeah, I could. I wondered about that too. Because again, I if I've watched the show, of if I watched the you know, Sweet Life, Life of Zach and Cody, one of the, you know, the sitcom, mm-hmm. uh, it was because of in proximity. I know that like uh, my friend's kids, that was a show that they liked, you know, when they, as, as they were growing up. Uh, and yeah. And so I, but I didn't even recognize it because I mean, number one, the, the you know, the twins of course are older and you know, you can't stop that. Right. They're growing, but mm-hmm. it just seems so foreign to what the show was about. Even, you know, they pulled these different characters and Brenda Song and you know yeah, that's true. like the, the guy sci-fi. from the hotel and whatever and then just turned it into this sci-fi piece of garbage that was just yeah. horrible it was really yeah. it was really painful to watch mm-hmm. I can't believe I got through it myself because <laughs> so. originally these the, the this whole series with Cody with Cody and Zach that it was all set up to be a, I think a com- competition for the Olsen twins right you know in 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 their thing so yeah, it was bad. What did you have at nineteen? Nomeo and Juliet. Oh, Nomeo and Juliet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have that in just a couple spots. We'll talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, eighteen. I have African cats. Okay. I can't believe that I have it higher. I can't I believe a, it too. <laughs> but it was the cinematography pushed it above okay. these horrible, these whole other horrible films. Because uh, I did, you know, I it was pure torture watching that for me. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's one of my least favorites oh. because I don't know. It's just hard to watch the because these are predators and they're yes. you know killing killing animals and things like that. Which of course that's what they do, and I'm sure that's instructional for little kids and stuff. But like if I was a kid, I'd be pretty sad about the oh. antelopes and stuff like I that. Oh, <laughs> and then not to mention the little leopard babies or the coot, whatever the coot, you know. Like, yeah, oh. it's it. The butterfly one is the worst by far oh but then this is probably my second this favorite. one uh it was torture and as i said you know i just the the thing that always amazes me i'm a broken record but the i think that the cinematography that they employ with these disney nature films is phenomenal yeah. but i cannot stand them <laughs> <laughs> you That's would probably like elevated better the uh the documentaries that go along with the disney nature films yeah like profiling the yeah the, they've done that for the last couple ones with the dolphin how they one. do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i agree <laughs> so what did you have at 18 okay so at 18 so the 18 i have uh, sweet life the sweet life movie. Okay. yeah well 17 i have prom that's where i have prom too yeah and again just kind of like this three-way three or four-way tie that was the that was the first time i'd ever seen prom i mean I had, of course, heard about it, and I think it was kind of infamous in that it was kind of one of the only films that was it Rich Ross who was running Disney, who got he was like running Disney Channel, and then Bob Iger promoted him to run all of the motion picture business, and he was really out of his league, you know, with it, and didn't last for very long. 
but prom was one of the films that he greenlit and i think he got a production credit on it too but or his company did but oh my gosh yeah it was was pretty rough i mean it had a decent cast now tell me about some of these casts because they're they're from yeah, it was a lot Hallmark of spot movies? the Hallmark. I'm sure this was filmed in Vancouver. I'm positive. Okay, okay. There were a lot of Hallmark people. Uh, they, Amy Teagarden, she's been in a bunch of Hallmark movies. And it's hard. It's, it is tough for me with her because I just, I she's so much her character on Friday Night Lights to me. Oh. I, so I, gotcha. I have a hard time even in her Hallmark movies of you know accepting that she's like a 30 year old adult like i need to move on and that's i know it's not fair to her and i feel bad but also like her character julie on friday night lights was challenging mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you watch that show friday night uh, i watched a couple of episodes so i i know that it was a beloved show it's and and great and but i just you know you know well, me, i, I just don't watch crush. a ton of episodic tv mm-hmm. I have such a crush on Kyle Chandler. I think he is. Oh yeah, so great. I love him so much, and he plays the lead in it. He's the coach, right? Yeah, or he's dad the coach. Or yeah, yeah. And it was just a very well written, very well done show. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she played their daughter. Okay, uh, Kyle Chandler, and uh, so so yeah. And she wow. Has, yeah. So she's yeah so older. As you said, I mean, right to play to play uh, this well, this role. Yeah, I'm trying to think. 2011. I mean, she probably was. I mean, she was probably like 21, is my guess. Uh, Okay. But uh, I, I mean, there's a side of me that's like, if I was 12, 13, I maybe I would have kind of found this sort of dreamy, and maybe I would have enjoyed it more. Uh, But there's just not a whole lot. But yeah, some of the Hallmark people, Amy Teagarden, Faith Ford as her mother. I could have used more of her because I love her. I think she's Yeah, Faith really Ford good. was probably like the only bright spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Jonathan, really like her character. Jonathan but. Keltz, he's in this. He's in a bunch of Hallmark stuff. Who's uh, he, Rachel? Remind me who he, who he, did he play? I don't, he was uh, her, he was kind of the, the jerk at the... Um, it wasn't her ex but it was um the he was kind of the the popular kid that was rude to our rebel yeah and i mean this has a lot of the same ingredients of of many other high school movies that end up at at prom right the problem is is that the characters were just super shallow and even something like 10 things i hate about you you have more depth to even Heath Ledger's character, you had you get to you get to know him a little bit, and you can yeah. see like he he's not just a cliche. Like he has moments that are softer and lighter, where he's singing you know to her at the stadium, but then uh, and then moments where they're just talking and it gets real. You don't have any of that here. It's just thought, kind of I don't know. Every character is a cliche, as you say, yeah. as said, uh, and that you know I think you and I had bantered about this jokingly that. You know, sure, and and it's also I think an important part in a high school movie that prom's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, prom prom's important, but I mean, hello, it's the title of the film, and then they make it like prom is the only event that matters in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then also the characters, yeah, the characters are so so shallow, so uninteresting. The challenges that they face just to me were were, were so boring. Uh, just again, just was amazed that the film even got yeah. Made. I'm so just dumb. amazed that I survived into a healthy adult and never went to prom. <laughs> How am I yeah, not more one, one of those. Maybe you can just feel grateful. <laughs> feel grateful. Although you, you watch a movie like prom and you'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had my appendix out the weekend of prom. It's the only time that I have ever been in a hospital overnight was when I had my oh, appendix wow. out. And here's crazy, funny story is uh, the night that I was in the hospital was the night of the Seinfeld finale. <laughs> oh my goodness! I watched the Seinfeld finale. Watch the Seinfeld finale. It's historically extremely disappointing. But <laughs> yeah, because it was to say which wasn't good, but still memorable, right? Or unforgettable, yeah. really? Yeah. There you were in the hospital, and prom was going on, and 
Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did go to some dances. I went to Winter Formal and I went to Homecoming. That was fun. But uh, but they didn't have it here in Utah. They make way bigger deal out of uh, the dances than they do where I was growing don't up. Don't even get me started how stupid I think all that is. But yeah, <laughs> easy for me to say. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I people do these like really elaborate like proposals and like and then and they have it's a whole day days worth of activities. Yeah, I mean when when I went to homecoming. I just asked my friend if he wanted to go with me in the hallway. Yeah. Like there was no giant production of it. Yeah. We were expected just, to do something what are you creative. Doing what are you doing in like two weeks? <laughs> That's right. Oh, Same you want to go to homecoming? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and then we would go to dinner and then go to the dance. And then, but now it's like the dance is just like maybe you sh- maybe you show up for part of it. At least you know what I hear from my friends' kids is that you know, they have to plan some kind of day activity where they go do something, you know, horseback riding or something, you know, kind of ridiculous like that. And then it's time to get dressed, and then you do something, and you go to dinner, and then you go to a party, and then another party, and I'm just Too like, much. it's I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And at least they didn't do that in this crappy movie. But honestly, <laughs> it made me long for High School Musical. Because like, oh no, we at least have something fun and characters that we like or just you know, or kind of hate, but they're fun to hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, and you got the good song. I, I think High School Musicals leagues better. Oh, <laughs> no question, no question. So I guess I can say now I've seen Prom, but wow, <laughs> I can understand why I missed it back in the day. <laughs> All right. Well, my number 16 is where I have Nomeo and Juliet. Okay. Because I do think that this is like serviceable, I guess. You I don't know. They I, try. And I like Elton John, you know, and there's mm-hmm. stuff. But... And I do like the way that they, you, the sound design. I know it's a weird thing, but w- the way that you can hear the clink, 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 clink. No, uh, no it was clever. Yeah. It, yeah. It was the, yeah. And I like Elton John. So some of the song, it's like, if you were babysitting kids and you needed entertainment, it's like, again, serviceable. It's, yeah. I wouldn't want to like gouge my eyes out. Yeah. But, and, and, and compared to the, the Sherlock gnomes, the sequel, it's, <laughs> it's way better. It's so bad. I mean, I don't really like if the only thing that we take away from Romeo and Juliet is the feuding uh families because it's so much obviously they're not going to have the death and destruction and tragedy and whatever that you have in like a children's film about gnomes but nevertheless i also kind of like "Mm, i i i don't really like that you're sort of painting this as a as an adaptation when it's clearly not at all not at all Uh, yeah i totally agree i think for me too i thought whether it be elton john or who knows i don't want to give anybody credit or not you know you give them proper credit but they came up with i thought you know this clever title it's like what about gnomeo and julia and we make it about garden gnomes get it yeah. and that's like it's that's true it. it does feel like a movie that got greenlit in, in a brainstorming session yes <laughs> yeah gnomeo, thought... gnomeo. oh no <laughs> <laughs> and and again it kind of bummed me out because again i like yeah. john i think garden gnomes are cute you know and then the, 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 there was potential but um oh i i, I sure didn't care for it yeah don't see yeah. the sequel sequel oh was... i think i stayed away from the sequel too because it looked it, i probably read your review rachel <laughs> <laughs> I like, pass i'm gonna pass Great service that i do for you people <laughs> i know you take one for the team so yeah. I, at 16 i have speaking of high school musical sharpay's fabulous adventure which i absolutely hated oh okay oh great yeah (laughs) i I, maybe i was being too hard on it but i mean frankly i kind of wanted high school musical in a way i mean not not a rehash but but like i don't know there there was a lot of i'd be i'll be interested to hear your your thoughts on it because i i don't i mean i don't want to overthink it either but you know like number one like i wish your brother at least showed up yeah, and yeah. it is a little bit weird that 
the guy she ends up falling for it looks exactly like her brother uh-huh that's a little that's weird exactly weird and then also i'm like if i you know ashley tisdale is you know pretty fun and talented yeah. right it's got a good good comedic sense and this movie's about the dogs you know there's so much about these Fair. two dogs and yeah i just think I just felt like it was a real, I just thought it was a real missed opportunity. Really, really cruddy script. Ashley Tisdale, I think, does her best to get through it. But uh, I just thought it was just a joke. Yeah, what's yeah. your take on, on that one? Well, I guess I we'll have, get to it. You, I have it just a hair higher, not much. Okay. Yeah, not okay. much. See, the 15 I have African cats. Because again, the cinematography, oh, yeah, I have that at 15. Because okay. the cinematography of that, beats all the other ones you know <laughs> and that was it because i just i i i would have put off the i mean marcy's mom's definitely the bottom but yeah. i would have put african cats sharpay prom sweet life and knowing julia kind of all at the same level that was almost like a tie yeah not tie. none of those are great i have a 15 i have cars too i i do like the animation and i like kind of the bonkers na- nature of it yeah um that it's just sort of crazy and i i think i appreciate it on that level and i mean just something like there's a pope car i always think that's hilarious uh, that, so <laughs> if there's a pope car that means that catholicism exists in the world of in the cars, cars world yeah. which means that jesus exists there's a jesus car <laughs> which i find really funny i <laughs> but it's kind of mind-blowing isn't it like, <laughs> but, but this is not a great film i mean no, the, there's film. too much mater and what's well, a one it's a one joke movie yeah yeah it's like, i have it i have a higher which we'll get to it again because you know uh you know again i'm broken record but i love the car's aesthetic so much well and you love cars so much and, and then i love cars you know automobiles yeah. you know so uh yeah. th- that but it's it's really a terrible film <laughs> don't get me wrong it's a terrible film well <laughs> guilty, i have a guilty pleasure for me i have sharpay's at actually 14 oh, okay and i guess what i did appreciate i actually didn't mind the music i thought i didn't that... mind the music all. i just wanted more mm-hmm. That's and, fair. Then, and, and, the, and get rid of the dogs and I thought that, you know, I'm more of more of a fan of this kind of Broadway style music than I am the music in Lemonade Mouth as far as style. Yes, like as far as, yeah. Less myself. And I have to admit, I kind of like the whole sort of legally blonde kind of clueless. It had that the, vibe to it. The, yeah. Which... The, um, and I, I liked, uh, I liked Ashley Tisdale in the role and i thought there were some cute moments i didn't definitely didn't feel strongly about it it's pretty blah to me but uh i thought it had its moments i guess uh to get it to 14. <laughs> I thought, yeah i mean i can't believe i was getting all ticked off at this shirt you know this movie about sharpay i just, just really was like i don't really care but i mean i think i was just frustrated yeah it was like i and i just because i was frustrated with the script the uh because we'll talk I can't about believe that they let the dogs take over the movie the way they did because we'll talk we we talk about geek charming and that actually has a similar plot to be honest about yeah. the, you know diva girl and it's in my opinion really good yeah and uh, so they could have done more to elevate it but i guess just the songs i thought were pretty good and so that and some of the like legally blonde kind of moments were fun to me so that gets it to 14 but it's not it's not a great film yeah <laughs> my 14 is pirates of the caribbean uh on stranger tides i have that at 13 okay yeah we're pretty close yeah we're pretty close that's what a terrible film <laughs> i think too it was like for me it was pirates of the caribbean fatigue it was like yeah. do we really need another one of these movies that does nothing new i mean i like penelope cruz but i i kind of thought her role could have been really played by anybody and yeah you really felt the loss of Kieran oh. and Orlando Bloom's characters. I know. It was just like, what are you guys thinking? And for some reason, on the first watch, I kind of gave this a little bit of a pass. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. But 
then when I watched it, this was 2020, I did a video on ranking the Disney park movies. I actually had this last in my pirates ring. Oh, yeah of the five films yeah because it just it it just does nothing it's yeah, so bland it's, it's and a, just the nothing burger you get tired of jack sparrow so much you need the other characters to kind of to to he's a great supporting character kind of like sharpay in a way great supporting character not great yeah. lead character yep <laughs> absolutely uh, his antics and his selfishness and his, you get really old and the whole subplot in this movie with the mermaid subplot the mermaids, that's what I was just going to say what was so bad in the world <laughs> it's terrible and it's a shame oh because like the first three movies they have their flaws but I do admire the fact that they really went for it in creating this like, deep lore and uh, and the action and the visual effects and just yeah, everything. we're all really top notch. And you know, and these characters that we all love, I think. You know, yeah. I mean, I really did initially like Jack Sparrow a lot, and mm-hmm. he got nominated then, for an Oscar. Yeah, Johnny exactly. Depp. And then you know, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley and Jeffrey Rush. I mean, they're terrific. You know, but but uh, it just felt like this was just a cash grab yeah, this is well over two hours it really lags it's just not well done it's not yeah. good yeah uh what do you have at uh 12 okay well at 13 i have real steel yeah see this is one that we have very different i have this much higher okay mm-hmm. cool and then and then at 12 i have lemonade mouth so cool yeah so i have at um so where did you have pirates then pirates was for me at 14 14 oh, okay 14 and okay. you had it at 13 right right yeah i did okay. 13 um okay so at 12 is where i have i am number four but i would say there's actually a pretty big step there between those two like i would definitely way rather watch i'm number four than the pirates movie yeah. Uh, so, and, and this was a, a surprise for me because I was dreading it. I thought it looked terrible. Me too. Because <laughs> I had why this is this is my first time watching it. Me too. And it does definitely scream of Twilight wannabeism. Oh, it wouldn't have been made, you no. know, if Twilight had not been a hit. And I'm sure I have never read the book. I'm sure the book is probably way better, but it was watchable. It was serviceable. It has a good cast. I mean, I think the lead is kind of bland, but so is Edward in Twilight. I think it was so obviously trying to be an Edward type. Uh, yeah. With uh, and then I feel like uh, Diana Agron's character was definitely. Uh, I mean, and well, both her and um, and uh, what's her name, um, Teresa Palmer. They both look a lot like Kristen Stewart. They do. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, but Timothy Oliphant, he's always good. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just kind of alien twilight, but it's fine. Yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. <laughs> yeah, I I have an I am number four at number nine. So, okay. so I have it a little higher, but uh I I was really pleasantly surprised by it. I thought I thought it was I yeah. thought it was an apocalyptic movie, a teen apocalypse movie. Yeah. But it's 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 sci-fi and mm-hmm. and uh I thought it was pretty entertaining. Not you yeah. know, not the worst, but wow, definitely better than many of these other offerings from the year. I can't remember what that movie was with Chloe Grace Moretz for a, that was the apocalyptic movie. Oh, oh my gosh, so I saw bad. that. It was it so was bad. So bad. And I blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, the the, that. that whole genre of dystopian uh both twilight slash uh hunger, hunger games. games i mean i'm not a fan of the hunger games i've only seen one of the movies but i hated the books and so i never watched the movies and uh i saw I, the I, first i saw the first movie the first one and and haven't seen any of the others because i just <laughs> i didn't care for it at all it was agreed me too uh, so you had Lemonade Mouth at 12? I have the Lemonade Mouth at 12. Real Steel at 13, which we can talk about when we get to. Okay. And then um, Lemonade Mouth at 12. Yeah. I have a Lemonade Mouth at 11. 
Okay. So I'm just like, close. we're close. <laughs> yeah. It's a little behind, but yeah, kind of this ballpark. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is really charming. This is yeah, definitely a good uh, decom. Yeah, just uh, bree- breezy decom. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'm with you. The music wasn't necessarily my my favorite, but I liked it. Yeah. I, I liked it. And when, you know, when the songs came out, I didn't cringe. Yeah. And Bridget Mendler, she is definitely one of the best, I think, to come out of that era. I don't know why she's done anything lately, but I, I like her. I, I mean, I love, we'll talk about it. Good luck, Charlie. I think it was, was a really good show. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I just think she has a charisma and a, a presence uh, that a lot of those Disney tween stars don't really have. I agree. In fact, in fact, a lot of ways, I thought she carried, she carried the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah and you know and of course naomi scott ended up becoming a pretty big star and uh, yes. she's in aladdin and and the martian and uh other other movies right right so, and, and you know and i just hadn't really put because again you know me i just haven't watched any of these decoms until until uh we've been doing these these uh podcasts and yeah it was fun to see her like oh yeah there's naomi scott <laughs> Who knew that she yeah. she was doing these movies before she did Aladdin? Yeah, it makes you want to get one of those uh, one of those lemonades that they constantly. Drink. I know <laughs> that was kind of a, that was just that, it was fun. I know I want one yeah. of those too. Uh, so, what do you have at? Uh, I think we're at ten. So at eleven. Oh okay. yeah, I, what so do you have? 12, so at twelve, I have Lemonade Mouth, and then at eleven, I have Good Luck Charlie. And I have that at 10. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, that was a big surprise to me, actually, how cute Good Luck Charlie was. I had heard from other people that were saying that that's a fun series. And then you told me that you also, that's the series that you enjoyed or connected with, mm-hmm. too. And I could totally see why, you know. One of the things I liked about it, Rachel, and I'd be, I'll be anxious to hear, you know, your thoughts, is that it's one just you know it seems like kind of kind of classic Disney Channel sitcom where the family's kind of kooky and they have their conflicts or whatever but ultimately they love each other mm-hmm. and that part I just I just that just resonates with me that just makes me happy yeah. <laughs> you know well I mean it really resonates for me because the whole story of the show is that you have a family with teenagers and they have a new baby and so she's making videos to give advice to Charlie, the baby. Good luck, Charlie. And, and that was something definitely I connected with because my mom had a baby when I was 10, a baby when I was 16, and a baby when I was 18. So that was a big part of my life is yeah. kind of welcoming. I probably didn't do a great job, but trying to welcome these, you know, these new siblings into my life and yeah and you know kind of being mini mom a lot of the time and taking care and mm-hmm. uh, that and that's just something i connected with and yes this is kind of just a long episode of the show but it's also a christmas movie which obviously i connect with and yeah. enjoy and, and filmed in utah uh-huh and i think that when there's just something about in my opinion, about Christmas movies that make some of these sort of shenanigans more tolerable yeah, than they would be any other time. <laughs> yeah. Cause the full title we should say is, you know, good luck, Charlie it's Christmas, right? Isn't that the full, uh, the full yeah. title of this, of this uh, particular, you know, movie we watched. Yeah. Yeah. And the relationship between uh, Teddy uh, and Charlie is very sweet and, and the relationship between her and her mom uh, all of those just works well and I, I just think it's the the best show that I mean I haven't in fairness I haven't seen a lot of the shows but it's the best of of any of the ones that I've watched on yeah. the channel and I so can they, see why there you know there'd be a it was, it yeah. was very appealing mm-hmm. yeah so what do you have a 10 so at 10 I have geek charming yeah, so I have that eight. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that good? It was so good. I like, can't believe it. Because <laughs> <I was watching, laughs> really? initially, again, it was just kind of like the with I am number four. I was like, oh, this is gonna be so bad. Or I was feeling like it was prom, you know, kind of yeah, re- reincarnated. But 
it turned into something so different. And, uh, you know, I, there, I thought there was really a level of maturity to it. And I just loved, I just love these character arcs. You know, I'm a, I'm a real yeah. sucker for a good character arc. And, and, uh, I thought that that really, I thought I, I yeah, it was good. It just shows what a good script can do. Yes. It always comes down exactly. to the script yeah. uh, because, yeah. because we have this girl who she's basically sort of picked typecast by this guy to be this diva that she's, he's going to chronicle for this documentary that he's going to make. And it turns out there's a lot more to her than he gave credit that she has this, this past with her mother and, you know, passing and this grief and struggles and, and uh, as things get harder for her, like I thought that Sarah Highland did a great job. I really I felt too. for her. I and, thought Sarah Highland really delivered a great mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. And when she, uh, when she sees the, the the documentary when it's played, and she leaves crying, I mean, it was definitely very, very well done. And I felt for her character. Yeah. There is you, you do kind of spot the hallmark actor in this as well including the big main girl at, on school is uh, Andrew Brooks, who I, we've, I've interviewed her five times. <laughs> so it was sort oh, of, okay. Has she been in a lot of, she's just a lot of Hallmark movies. She's on Wind Calls the Heart. Yeah. Oh, she's and, okay. In that series. And we, gotcha. Yeah. And we just interviewed her like two weeks ago. So it was funny to watch this movie and be like, oh, see, you're this mean girl. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of role does she play on the Hallmark show? She's a, uh, a nurse less now. She's a doctor in One Calls the Heart. And her name's okay. Faith on the show. And okay. Anyway, so a, little so different, was... a little different kind of character yeah. than the one she played in Geek Charming. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought there was pretty good chemistry between uh, Sarah Highland and and uh the the guy yeah that that worked pretty well and i know i just really liked it i thought it was a a well done i would say that this and cloud nine are the best non-musical decoms that we've reviewed remind me yeah cloud nine was i can't remember what year that was there's the snowboarding one with dub cameron right uh yes which is really really terrific you know for decom i thought i yeah i like that one a lot yeah all right so i have at number i look charlie at number 10 number nine i have phineas and ferb the movie okay and this is just really fun very funny i i i don't watch the show i've seen uh, i saw the more recent movie uh, in 2020 i think it was the candace versus the the world one and I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed this. I like the characters. I like the humor. Um, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, I'm with you. I have I have Phineas and Ferb at number eight. Uh, I have that, as I mentioned, I'm number four at number nine, uh, which just really surprised me mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that, that I thought that that was, that was an entertaining movie. Imperfect. And it's a little high, but then look at the craft that's below it. So, you know, I just, that's just why it's a little. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's underrated. I kind of got. Uh... I, I think it kind of got a short shift, you mm-hmm. know, in a way. Because yeah. uh, it was, it was, it was entertaining. Um, and then I'm with you. I'm not, I'm, I've watched some Phineas and Ferb. I haven't watched a ton, but I'm always, I, I'm always entertained. I think it's always funny. And I'm with you. I like the humor. And I thought this movie was just breezy and, and, and fun very congruent with the series you know not it's not again not like what this the sweet what the sweet life movie was trying to do which is again what limited knowledge i had about the series but it's like no that's not the show yeah. and i think it's like and again like the strength of of the uh, good luck charlie it's christmas movie and that yeah as you said that kind of felt like just episodes strung together but it was the show you know it wasn't like trying to be just something so weird and out there and so anyway i i thought finishing for was a blast so have it i have it at eight yeah all right well now we're getting into these next seven are all pretty high yeah it's gonna be interesting like, i'm gonna new, anxious to... <laughs> new quadrant i would say yeah uh, yeah we're we're in, <laughs> we're in the we're in the with the we're in the big league yeah now. well number seven i have the help and I think I would have probably had this if I had been doing this ranking 
in 2011, I would have probably had this higher. Uh, but I mean, there are some parts about it that are a little problematic, that are a little cliched, uh, that, you know, they, why do you have to have the white person telling the black people's stories? And there's definitely some white savior complexes and different things. But I, I have to say at the time, I absolutely loved the book and I loved this movie. And I still think it has its moments and I still overall enjoy it. Uh, it I understand people that, that don't enjoy it, but I, I just... I love uh, the, um, you know, Viola Davis is so great. I really, uh, I, I love her as Abilene. I think she's really good. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is a little much, a little over the top, I think sometimes in this, but um, uh, Octavia Spencer, great, hilarious as Minnie. Um, Allison Janney, she is a lot, <laughs> but uh understandable i guess during this time um i don't know it's it's a good movie i really like jessica chastain i think her uh performance is really good in the in the movie uh so it, it's gone on to have so many oscar winners from this movie it's kind of funny since it, yeah uh, somebody it was is pointing, interesting isn't it yeah so i was pointing out that they we need more women-centric films because uh, I, on this cast you have Emma Stone, who has an Oscar, Viola Davis, who now has an Oscar, Octavia Spencer, Bryce, I mean, she doesn't have one. Jessica Chastain will probably have one soon. Yeah. And uh, Alison Channing, Mary Steen Virgin. <laughs> was a lot. Yeah. I mean, Cicely Tyson. Yeah, she had one. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Sissy Spacek, did Sissy Spacek have an Oscar too? Did you already say Oh, her? yeah, yeah, Sissy Spacek, yep. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have this ranked a little higher, which we can get to, but... Uh, mm -hmm. But I, you know, I, I haven't, I, I have not read the book. I've only, I've only seen, the, I've only seen the film. Yeah. yeah, it was a big book club book. And I was going to say, I, I remember it, you know, just being kind of like all the rage. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it had this very popular film adaptation. And yeah, my favorite parts were the Abilene parts, and because it's one of those books where it switches off narrators every chapter. Yeah, and I, the Skeeter parts which was the, you know, the white character uh, were my least favorite parts. And I have to say, I think I felt that way also about the movie that I wish the whole movie was just about Abilene. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that would have been better, yeah, but I really, still like it. But. It really felt to me that Skeeter was the protagonist in the film. Mm -hmm. At least that's what it felt like. Oh yeah. Me, yeah. You know, as far as the way that they wrote the script. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. fair? Is that, I mean, is that oh, accurate? Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. Uh, so it's again not a bad film, but I I just have it at seven. What do you have at seven? I, at seven, I have uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay, good. I uh, you know I think this movie was so cute, and I loved the songs from you know Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson uh -huh. Lopez, and I was so happy that they that the, and then you know hand drawn animation again really but you know with just current day sensibilities with it with the you know an interpretation of winnie the pooh I, there was just so much i liked about it i thought i didn't just love the braxton story or braxton or i don't oh, say yeah. that right i mean it was I mean, it's back soon back so yeah, yeah the back i mean it was clever but but i mean so i you know i wish that the movie had been longer and that it had a better plot. <laughs> yeah. I can... Or better, or better vignettes, you know, however, however they did it. But I, I loved the look of it. I loved Zoe Deschanel singing the songs. That really worked for me. I thought that she just had kind of the right voice yeah. for, the time, you know, for the time period. It was uh, fun to do something different. Yeah. Different mm -hmm. that was familiar, but new, you know? And, uh, mm -hmm. but, it just wasn't a home run for me. And I also still, I am so baffled at how Disney let it die, how they didn't even try. I mean, they put it, you know, opening weekend was against yeah, Harry Potter and the, you know, the, the Deathly Hallows part two. It's like the movie that everybody's been waiting for for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, It's so weird when they do that. I don't understand. Like if you've got a film, why don't you at least do something with it because uh, i know there's always counter programming because i was thinking when we came in maybe thinking that harry potter is going to sell out 
And then people will, you know, will just say, oh, well, let's, see, let's go see Winnie the Pooh, you know? Well, it's, and plus that that movie, that Harry Potter movie is very scary. I mean, it is not for little children no, that are going to be for right. Winnie the Pooh. Exactly. So, so. Um, and, yeah. So anyway, Winnie the Pooh is a mixed bag for me. I sure wish that it had been, uh, you know, longer and better. But well, still, <laughs> Number six is where I have real still. So I just oh, watched good. this today and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a sweet family story. I really, in, I really enjoyed the relationship between Hugh Jackman and this little boy. I mean, his son, uh, that, that whole bond I thought was good. It was basically like a family drama meets sports movie. Yeah. That happened to have robots. And I thought that the sports, the boxing scenes were pretty fun. I was you know getting excited and cheering and, uh, getting invested i do think the movie's a little bit too long probably, could probably have about 30 minutes cut off but i like the pretty much the whole cast and like i said i think this bond between hugh jackman and this boy were was really nice and i i thought it was charming i'm glad you enjoyed it you know and i might have been a little too harsh on it to put it where i did because you know i've got it at at 13 mm-hmm. i think for me it was the length you know the runtime yeah. And, that is its biggest flaw. There's no and, way. And then also, I think I got, I sometimes just get a little too tired when something is too, I I felt like it was kind of a bit maudlin. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I do appreciate authentic, dramatic emotion, you know, but this one I thought I felt like it was just trying too hard or it was trying to, again, just being maudlin or manipulative of the, you know, of the, of the viewer. It's definitely trying to hit those sort of inspirational sports movie kind of buttons. Exactly. And I think in some ways it's successful. I agree. I like the cast. I thought Hugh Jackman was good. And I thought the the special effects were pretty cool. I mean, those, those, uh, you know, fighting robots or or I thought they looked good. Yeah. I mean, and considering this came out in the era of Transformers movies, I mean, this is way better. I would way rather watch this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I might have, you know, again, it was a tough one for me. Again, I think it was maybe a little unfair. I just like these other movies better. Yeah, I mean, everybody you know? has the ranking, so that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have it at six. What do you have at six? At six, I have Thor. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't love Thor, the, this particular movie. I don't hate it, but I just, I mean, there's some stuff I like about it. Of course, Loki is fantastic, and I, I love the cast. I mean, Anthony Hopkins and Renee Russo. Uh, and I was actually pretty excited when I, you know, was reading about it initially, you know, back in the day and learning that Kenneth Branagh was directing it. I just felt like it's like Shakespeare meets, you know, a comic book. And it was just, I thought it was just, you know, that was, that was so appealing, but I think somehow in the execution of it, it doesn't work. I mean, clearly I've got it ranked at number six. So, I mean, I liked it enough to put it in my top 10. But then again, there's a lot of crappy movies below it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely pretty for me. It's middle near near the bottom quadrant of my Marvel rankings. Of your Marvel rankings, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, don't, I haven't really enjoyed it on rewatches either. I mean, I'll I'll tolerate it just because I love, there's so much I like Loki and you know and I love I just said I love Rene Russo and all that but yeah well my number five i actually have captain america the first avenger i do like the style of this movie i think joe johnson brings a lot of uh old-fashioned sensibility to it that i enjoy love peggy uh i like the the origin of steve rogers and captain america and everything that's all good uh things with red skull are less compelling to me and sort of the second half of the movie isn't, I think, as good as sort of the setup for the movie. I still overall enjoy it, but it's definitely my least favorite of the Captain America films. Uh, really, any of the films that Steve is in, I think this is the worst one. Okay, we've got a we've got a different top five, Rach, ah. for sure, which is fun. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, mixing it up. We're All right, it up. Um, so. Anyway, what do you have at five? So a five, and I'm I I I will own it, and I you know, I'm probably going to get hate mail from from your wonderful uh, <laughs> followers. I have cars too, because oh my gosh. which it's does not it does, it is not worthy of a top five movie, but uh, you still 
I love the car's aesthetic so much. And these other movies were so, you know, I just, I, I again, I could almost watch it on mute, you know, and still just yeah. love looking at the eye candy of it. So I know it's controversial. And I, and I anyway, not I don't like hate I cars to too. Apology. I, it's not good though. I mean, yeah, I will totally admit this is not a good movie, <laughs> but, but I love, I just love cars so much. <laughs> it's just where, where it is it is yeah. what it is i just yeah. couldn't rank it any lower because i love i just love it so much <laughs> but i mean the, the aesthetic let me go. just prove the, the aesthetic <laughs> movie is uh, the movie is not good but well i have thor at four okay uh, and i love loki and i love thor i i love uh, their dynamic i I love Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston in the roles. I do think that Natalie Portman is just not great. Doesn't have very, they don't have good chemistry, but I do think some of the fish out of water sequences are pretty fun uh, with Thor and he's so charming and funny and, and yeah, Renee Russo, Anthony Hopkins, uh, all have Idris Elba. They all have their moments. I, I like the family dynamics. I I do think that Darcy is super annoying in this movie. And I was glad that she was in WandaVision because at least she was not, because like, I felt like that was sort of, re- there was a redemption for her character because I'm really not a fan of Darcy. Yeah. I mean, it seems like Kat Denny's just plays herself. Although I quite, I thought, how they wrote her role in uh, WandaVision was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. They, so they kind of redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, great yeah. thing about the MCU is you have a character that is not great that you have, you have a world where you can, <laughs> you can make them better in the next movie. <laughs> you know, Rachel was a, um, is a, that Colm Fiori guy. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Who was like King Lawfully. Is he the villain? No. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's the one he tries to kill Odin. Yeah, he's the guy who tries to kill Odin, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's it. So sorry again. Another <laughs> reason I'm gonna get hate mail from your wonderful followers. Uh, You're no. like, who is this loser that loves cars too and can't remember the plot from four? <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Uh but I I have a hard time putting anything with Tom Hilston and Chris Hemsworth that low because I just find them so charming and yeah. funny and wonderful. And uh, I, I do, you know, love scenes like when, uh, when Thor's at the diner, you know, when, <laughs> I love scenes like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I mean, they did have an incredible cast for this. I mean, the whole MCU, I mean, you can't deny that, the casting has been incredible. Yeah, the casting is very really, it's really quite something with the mm-hmm. MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you, do you said number four, four, right? The Thor, Thor is at four for you. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So I have the two Marvels next to net next oh, to each okay. other, four and so five. For my number four, I have the Muppets. Okay. Yeah. And I thought this Muppets reboot was just super fun. You know, there's, I don't mean, mean to be overly critical. I just have never felt that Disney Muppets have ever has have really this this one came as close as capturing what I thought the Muppets really were, you know, prior to Disney purchasing them than any other, you know, any of some of these other projects. Uh I, I Jason Siegel was fine. I thought the new little Muppet they introduced was Walter. Cute. Walter was cute. Um, love Amy Adams. Uh, and again, they, you know, I thought they captured kind of the zaniness of it, but not just perfectly for me. But it was still, I thought it was, it's still, it's, it was entertaining. And hello, it's my number four of the year. Yeah. yeah. So I have at number three is where I have Winnie the Pooh. Okay. So sweet. So fun. I love the animation, love the music. And it's, it's a great movie for, you know, little, little kids, like toddler level, like very little, which you don't see that often. And uh, I think it's a worthy follow-up to the original, which, you know, I love that original mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my, 
my biggest flaw with it is that I do I don't think they nailed the voice casting on some of them. Oh, right. They also kind of made Rabbit and Owl the same character. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of crotchety and kind of yeah, just annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absorbed and annoying. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of weird, but overall, I I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I have it at three. What do you have at three? All right at three, I have Warhorse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which I just thought was a beautiful film. Uh, I just a beautiful poignant, maybe not necessarily perfect, but it's such a compelling story. You know, and uh, I just thought it really played well to Steven Spielberg's strengths as as a, a, a you know as a director and a storyteller. And yeah. uh, you know, again, maybe overly melodramatic, but that's also kind of the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that this that this horse overcomes a lot. Uh, uh, but I I think it's a beautiful film. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's a really well done film. And when there's that whole scene when the horse is caught in the barbed wire, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Brutal. Rip your heart out. It's brutal. I have it at number two. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice. What do you have at number two? I have the help. Okay, yeah. At number two. And I I appreciate all your, you know, your your comments about it. Maybe again. I'm not wanting to question every one of my choices, Rachel. Maybe I do have it a little too high, but uh, I just it's a it's it's a film. I just I thought it was just very good, and 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 power have powerhouse acting. You know, it's Viola Davis, and and is 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 just so good, and Octavia Spencer, and and I just I I really like Emma Stone, too. So yeah. just for me. For me, that worked. I agree with you. Like the mean girls, the mean racist girls, uh, maybe you're a little too much. The Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, whatnot. But uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's I, hard because you you want to make it so you feel that sense of revenge and victory when Minnie sends the pie. Sends the pie, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a movie I I like. Uh, I I just can understand why some people why it's gotten some pushback over the years. Oh, sure. It. I get yeah, it. no, absolutely, and I'm not wanting wanting to be insensitive to that. Uh, it just again in in a in a movie in a year with a lot of really bad movies, I thought it it stood out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, bad movies from Disney. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. What do well, you have at number two? My yeah. Warhorse at number two. Oh, duh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So my number one is the Muppets. Hey, That's nice. my number one. Yeah. <laughs> I I love Muppets. I have you know whole series on my channel for Muppet May, where I I've reviewed all of the uh, the Muppets, and we're we're going to be doing that uh, again in this next uh, this year. Yeah. So much fun. We get to review that um new um Muppet uh, Haunted Mansion. That Haunted Mansion film. Yeah which I really enjoyed. And, and so I, I love the Muppets. I think they're really funny, really sweet. And, you know, I'm a sucker for a musical. Everyone knows that. Uh-huh. And uh, these are very musical, you know, musical sequences, you know, where life's a happy song, you know, kind of a thing. And that's yeah. totally me. And that's what I love. And I loved all of breaking the fourth wall and the moments uh, that uh, were, were really funny you know there's a lot of cameos in this movie and for the most part i think they work and are funny and uh to me this is the one that worked muppets most wanted it's the one that didn't work i didn't care for muppets most wanted yeah. i agree with you i thought that this muppets film was really quite good but yeah. muppets most wanted was not mm-hmm. and yeah. i love manor muppet that's hilarious oh and i can't so believe funny. that it won the oscar there were only like two right? nominees <laughs> That's hilarious. How yeah. could they only have two best song nominees that year? What? <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> there were no other songs. Like, really? Any movie? I mean, yeah. you could have nominated some of the songs from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, exactly. So weird. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, 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 I did feel a lot of nostalgia watching The Muppets, and uh, I... I just think it's it's very sweet and funny and when it came to which comes to shove it was i was really thinking about which one would i most want to watch right now watch again 
the Muppets was the one that I, I felt like that was, that was my favorite. It was my yeah. favorite. So, yeah. Yeah. And for me, my number one is Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, as, I think as an action movie, it's just stellar. I'm with you. I think the other Captain America standalone films have been better, particularly Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which is my favorite. Love, of that, yeah. of that. Uh, but I still, I, I, I love this one. I love this one for this, you know many reasons that you said. Joe, Joe, Joe Johnson's kind of retro direction of it, um, and I, and I agree with you. The Red Skull stuff, I don't know, is, is isn't perfect, but it's still of all the films of all the films of the of, of twenty eleven, it's the one that stands out to me as as being my yeah my favorite. Yeah, I guess at least we could remember him instead of the Thor guy who were like, who was he the, who was the villain? <laughs> like, that was the villain in Thor. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and like, I, I do think that the Peggy-Steve relationship is the best relationship of the MCU. Yeah, and I'm really glad that they did justice. I thought that they mm-hmm. did justice to it in, uh, you know, that yeah double those double avenger films because i was really annoyed with sharon sharon carter is not my favorite and when he's like i didn't like that at all like what are you doing with her niece that is weird (laughs) i was so happy that they brought it back yeah and and, and, uh, i guess we got more sharon in falcon and the winter soldier but right i didn't need her i didn't need more sharon so yeah but but yeah no i can see why that's your number one it's a it's a good film i i it's in my top five so i i enjoyed it and i i think that it's it's a very unique film within the mcu it has a different feel different yeah uh, different it's a real different yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the the cinematography and everything about it is just it's got a very Mm -hmm. very unique uh style i think it's an imperfect film but it's it's definitely one that i i could really watch anytime and, and, and be happy i don't think it's so weird that the red skull is that guy in in the infinity war movies you well, know was, he's like that what yeah it, i just thought that was very strange i thought it was a weird choice too i read an interview with the russo brothers that were talking about that and that was something if i'm not mistaken rachel that they created you know, they're, they're, they decided, they're like, wouldn't it be cool if we brought Red Skull back and where could we put him? And like, oh, well, we could put him here. You know, so it was almost like so it, weird. Was, it was like, like this kind of weird process of elimination. Like, who could we put there, you know? <laughs> but because uh, I agree with you, it's just, it seemed a little, it seemed disjointed other than the initial cool part of like, oh, wow, it's Red Skull. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like, uh, what is he doing there? Why is he yeah. there? He's, he's a villain. Yeah. He's a Nazi. Why is he like, the gatekeeper I, i'm sure some people know listening but i didn't well, understand it. yeah no one I, and i'm with you and it almost seemed like he, he was for me it was like well maybe because this gatekeeper thing is kind of nefarious because someone has to die you yeah, know um, i guess maybe they had somebody creepy there but you know all right well let's go over a ranking real quick so i have the muppets number one i have warhorse at two winnie the pooh at three thor at four Captain America, the first Avenger at five, Real Steel at six, The Help at seven, Geek Charming at eight, Phineas and Ferb, the movie at nine, Good Luck Charlie, It's Christmas at 10, Lemonade Mouth at 11, I Am Number Four at 12, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Stranger Ties, uh, 13, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure at 14, Cars 2 at 15, uh, Nomeo and Juliet at 16, Prom at 17, African Cats at 18, The Sweet Life movie at 19, and Mars Needs Mom at 20. Woo. So I think we matched on two, Rachel. I'll remember this for a second, but we Prom at 17 and Mars Needs Mom at 20. <laughs> we <Yeah. always> do. <laughs> but then we, we had a bunch do. that we were basically like couples. Yeah, they were like one or yeah. two apart. But uh, <laughs> so for me, number one, Captain America, the first Avenger, two, The Help, three, Warhorse, four, The Muppets. Five cars too, even though you know I'm gonna get. I said I'm gonna. Uh, hopefully, people will still you know listen to this, <laughs> listen to this Rachel after. Don't stop listening. They're like, what is that? <laughs> um, four at six. Seven is Winnie the Pooh. 
Eight, Phineas confirmed the movie. Nine, I am number four. Ten, Geek Charming. Eleven, Good Luck Charlie is Christmas. Twelve, Lemonade Mouth. Thirteen, Real Steel. Fourteen, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Fifteen, African Cats. Sixteen, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Seventeen, Prom. Eighteen, The Sweet Life Movie. Nineteen, Romeo and Juliet. And twenty, Mars Needs Moms. And we wa- we both never forget that we both watched Prom. For, you, for all of you listening. I we, know. That's how dedicated <laughs> we are. So, so Stanford. Uh, two hours, we'll never get back. Thank you so much for doing this. And how can people find you and your content? Oh, thank you, Rachel. This has been so fun. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Stanford Clark. I've got a movie podcast and blog, which is at moviespastandpresent.com. And follow me on Instagram. I'm at moviespap, as in past and present. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to so check that out. Also, make sure you're following us at the Homeworkies Podcast. We've got lots of fun stuff going on over there, and I'd really appreciate it. And uh, check out the Patreon group and the merch store. We have hashtag Animation Junkie shirts and a lot of other fun designs over there. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. So that helps us so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. And this is always a blast. We'll look forward to diving into 2010. Hopefully, 2010. It is, hopefully it is better than 2011. I've got to look at the list and see what's in store for us, Rachel. <laughs> Thanks Yikes. so much, everybody. We'll Thank you. Bye. Have a good one.